Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Probably True, stories of queer life and even queerer sex. Please be aware that this podcast contains strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. Hello, and welcome to the final part of the Love Languages mini-series. This is a Christmas edition brought to you from my mum's spare room. We've done a quality time, non-sexual touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, and finally, fisting. No, sorry, read that wrong. Gifts. It's almost as if I timed this specifically to come out at Christmas, isn't it? Don't worry, though, I'm not that organised. If I were, I'd probably have released it a couple of weeks ago so that it would have been relevant to anyone still buying presents. As it is, it's going to be out pretty much on Christmas Day. So Merry Christmas, everyone, if you celebrate Christmas. If not, happy Chinese takeaway day because everything else is closed. I don't know. Anyway, gifts, presents. The act of giving and receiving gifts as a love language seems pretty straightforward, but I've always found it really quite fraught. It's my least favourite of the five, and that's why I kept putting off to do last. This might just be me, though, as I have been medically diagnosed as a bit weird. To be honest, I find gifts a lot like a threesome at a Star Trek convention. There's a lot of awkward coming at you from both ends. If I'm giving gifts, it makes me feel like I'm somehow buying my way into a relationship, or... Worse, compensating someone for having to deal with prolonged contact with my neuroses and strange ways. Sort of like, sorry about me. I hope this makes up for it. The other side is gift receiving, which is where the rest of the awkward comes in for me personally. Through lots of impressive mental acrobatics, I've managed to find myself in a position where I want a present to be exactly right, but if I have to tell you what it is or go and point at it, I might as well just buy it myself, which is disappointing. So I expect other people to read my mind, and if you get it wrong, then I'll be mildly disappointed, which then sends me into a spiral of feeling like an ungrateful prick because you cared enough to buy me something, and even though it's not quite right, how could I expect it to be right when you can't read my mind? But it's not exactly what I wanted, and if I'd said something, then maybe I'd have got what I wanted, but I didn't want to do that because... Ah! An ex of mine once said that I make it very difficult for people to love me, and that sentence alone will pay for my therapist's three ski trips next year, or it would if I could find a therapist that didn't ghost me after the first session, which is a thing that actually happened. Anyway, where was I? Giving gifts. It's an opportunity to show someone that you really know them, and that you've thought about them enough to come up with a gift that you know they'll like. Or it should be. Put some fucking effort in, people. Don't just buy a random thing and think, fuck it, that'll do. Because then, at best, you're filling an obligation. I acknowledge that this is traditionally a time for present giving, so here is a present. I am giving it to you. The contents are unimportant. It is the act of the present changing hands that is key. 
You have taken ownership of this object from me, and with it the obligation to give something back in the future. And if you're going to do it like that, you both might as well not bother unwrapping the sodding thing and just hand it back and forth, still wrapped, the next year, in some kind of symbolic and joyless obligation between two uninterested individuals. You know, like sex in a relationship. Don't see gift-giving as an obligation. Also, don't be giving gifts in order to make you look good as the giver, because then all that's happening is that you're saying, Look how generous I am, giving you a gift. We've been over this before in other love languages, but it's still true here, so I'm gonna say it again. Please sing along if you know the words. The act of giving someone a gift should centre them in the act, not you. Give a gift to please the other person. Shift your thinking from, here is a gift from me, aren't I great, look how grateful you are to have received such a wonderful gift from me, your generous benefactor, and instead think, here is something that was chosen specifically for this person to show them how loved they are. You're shifting the focus from yourself to the other person, and that's the whole point of showing them how much you love them. In it, not rocket surgery. When you shift your focus like that, it should shift your thinking a little bit. So rather than an obligation to hand over some uninteresting but appropriately priced piece of tat so that the receiver knows you at least cared enough to spend plenty of money on them, you're actually thinking about giving them something that will somehow improve their life in some small way. A gift, in my eyes, should be a chance to say to someone that you care about them that you see them, that you know them, and you appreciate them. It doesn't have to be big and elaborate or expensive and audacious. It can be something simple, like an extra-long phone charger cable because you've seen them struggling with theirs down the back of the sofa because it's too short. It's not the most glamorous or expensive of gifts, granted, but it says, I've seen you struggle with this and I want to make your day a little easier. You don't even need to spend any money, as shocking an idea as that is in our capitalist dystopia. If you're struggling to think of something to buy someone as a gift, don't. Get a couple of sheets of printer paper, cut them into quarters, staple them together to form a little book, and write a happy little story about how great the recipient is and how grateful you are for all the things they do to brighten your day. It doesn't need to be a masterpiece because it's heartfelt. Write a poem. Draw a picture. Sing a little song. A guy did that for me once, and it was super special. We were talking about our favourite songs from musicals, and he went away, learnt mine, and then sent me a YouTube video of him singing it for me. It's fucking adorable! <sighs> if only his penis hadn't been so... never mind. Anyway. Beware joke gifts. They are never as funny as you think they're going to be. I say that as someone who has repeatedly been the only gay in the office and has had to smile through several dick-shaped presents, because, obviously, my only character trait is that I love dick. I'm sure it was very funny for all of the straights, but it gets mildly offensive, if nothing else. But it's a bit sad and mildly offensive. Also, be aware of the context of joke present giving. If the other person is expecting something heartfelt and considered, only to receive something that says... We couldn't be asked to think about this. Here's the minimum amount of effort we could manage. Then it's going to feel more like a slap in a face than a proper present. I've mentioned before about the place I worked for several years, and a colleague who'd been there about the same amount of time as me left to go have a baby just before I left. She got a ton of baby clothes and shares in the company. I got a cake I had to share with everyone else in the office, which wasn't even Colin the Caterpillar, and a sex toy. I wouldn't have minded that so much, but it was a sex toy for a woman. I don't have a clitoris, Sandra. What am I supposed to do with this? Hang my hat on it. Anyway. 
The other side of gift-giving. Don't say gifting, for fuck's sake. That's a slippery slope. I work with Americans who've started using words like decisioning and solutioning, and it makes me want to beat the stupid out of them with a dictionary. So, the other side of gift-giving is the receiving side, and there are ways to be a graceful recipient even if you don't like the present. You don't have to be a good actor, you just have to be conscious of the effort that went into the present in the first place. I remember once, a super insecure ex of mine caught me checking out some random guy's arse, and I managed to bluff it out saying I actually just really liked the guy's belt. I got away with that, until Christmas, and then he'd bought me exactly the same belt. Did I care about that belt? Not at all. I wanted the pert and firm buttocks of the boy wearing it. Did it go with anything I was wearing? Probably not. Did I say thank you, act please, and wear it every time I saw the guy I was dating after that? Absolutely. Because he'd cared enough to listen to something I said, and that meant a lot. It's immaterial that the thing I'd said was a stinking lie because I was caught perving on someone else. Let's move on. Broke up with him a couple of months later because he was doing my head in, but that's not the point. To summarise this final part of the Love Languages miniseries, when receiving gifts, focus on the intent and the effort that went into it. When giving gifts, put the effort in. Think about the person that you're giving to and do your best to make it something they'll really appreciate. That's kind of a good summary for the love languages overall, I guess. Put in the effort for the ones you love, appreciate effort from the ones you love, however it comes, and if you're not feeling the love, address it. As Oprah once said, we teach people how to treat us. So if you let something slide or you just get used to being disappointed, then that becomes the norm. Pretty much anything can be a love language, and it's up to you and your significant others, however many there are, in whatever configuration you have them, to work out what it is between each of you that constitutes a love language. And maybe yours aren't the same as theirs, that's okay. Once you know, you can work together to make sure that everyone's feeling appropriately loved. Also, adequate dicking is not a gift. Don't go pretending it is. That's real straight people energy. We're better than that, so stop it and put the effort in. The only time it's acceptable to give a penis as a gift would be as one of those clone-a-willy dildo-making kits and make a copy of your own dick. Patreon supporters, stay tuned. That was Probably True, the multi-award-winning storytelling podcast created to remind all of our queer siblings that we are none of us alone. If you like what you heard and you want me to keep doing it, you can support the show at patreon.com forward slash probably true. Today's Patreon compliments go to Matthew Hodson, who brightens your day just by being in it, and Bryce Lynn, who always knows just what to say when you've had a bad day. That's it from Probably True for a little while. There's a couple of bonus episodes coming up over the next few weeks, and then I'm going to take a little time off. But I'll be back. So, until then, I love you. Stay safe, look after yourselves and each other, and always remember that we are none of us alone. This is a promo for The Astrolic Explains, a podcast where I, Chris, a non-scientist, ask astronomy questions, and I, Alfredo, as the astroholic, try my best to answer them. So, Doctor, what are black holes? Why is Pluto not a planet? What's up with the sun's poles? Why does Jupiter want us dead? Is Betelgeuse going supernova? How is the universe going to end? Can we hitch a ride on an asteroid? Is there Chris, life- this is a 30-second promo. You can find The Astroholic Explains on all your favourite apps or follow at The Astroholic on all social media. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 